pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left. Now continues. Welcome to today's edition of One Life Left Now Continues, in which we discuss physics games. I'm Steve Curran, and I'm joined by Simon Byron. Hello. And Anne Scantlebury. Oh, hi. But it's not just them. We're slightly out of order this week, have you noticed? We have a studio full of guests. Please welcome... (laughs) Please welcome Martin. Hi there. David. Hello. Harjeet. Hello. And Ed. Hello. We're going to be playing games, talking about them. And considering how they're linked, or even if they're linked at all. And how did you get on with the games this week? Um, all right on one, terrible on another one, uh, average on the third. Okay, don't let us know what, what, which one's which I at won't. the moment. No, keep us guessing. Simon, do you know the games we're playing this week? Yeah, I do know the games. I can guess what, which order Anne did them in as well. Do it. It'd be spoilers, wouldn't it? But I'm surprised one's only all right. Two, two of them are excellent, and the other ones... Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And any uh, moments stand out for you this week, Simon? Yeah, I'll be talking about those later. Good, good plan. <laughs> During the standout moments section. Harjeet. Hi there. Uh, you, you're back again. I am here. How would you say your experience uh, this week compared to your experience last week with platform games? Um, last week I think I was more skillful. This week I was kind of fluky. Skillful versus fluky, yeah. I see. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out more about that yep. later in the show. Ed, did you have an enjoyable time with the uh, physics games? Uh, damn physics. Damn physics all to hell. Really? <laughs> Not very successful. And you're, you're glaring as you say that. Very angry. David. Hello. Uh, welcome back to No Continues. Thanks. It's nice to be back. Been here every week. Every week, yeah. Think Star you've Wars. been. Uh, think your <laughs> performance has been up to scratch so far? I didn't since last week, so I can't say, but before then... Yeah, uh, I'm not talk about it. What are you hoping to come out of today? Uh, just some, some dynamite chat, really. Okay. Dynamite chat about, about physics. And conversely, and this is uh, Martin's very, very first No Continues. Oh, well, you, welcome to the gang, Martin. Thank you very much. And you've played all three games this week? Uh, yeah, I played all 
four games. Or four games, I see. You've done your extra credit homework as well. Should, should we not explain who Martin... I mean, I know that the other three aren't worthy of surnames, <laughs> but should we point out who Martin is? It doesn't matter really? who anyone is today, apart from us three. <laughs> we're the stars. Yes. Don't let anything distract from that. Uh, we're going to play a piece of music, and then we will be back straight after this with the discussion of today's first game, Thrust. If you want to play Thrust... You can find it on the website, which is www.1life.com. And you can catch up with us. If you just want to uh, comment, email in. You can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. And we also have a Twitter at onelifeleft. Resonance 104.4 FM. This is No Continues, presented by One Life Left. And this is I'm So Sorry by Swampy Boy. It is coming up to five minutes past seven in London. I don't know what time it is where you are. Of course, you could be listening on the internet at www.resonancefm.com. Maybe listening on 104.4 FM instead. And we're about to talk about thrust. So I'll be here today's thrust correspondent, shall I? Um, so, it was originally released in 1986. Really? Who was living in 1986? I was. All, all of us. All of us. Oh, good. That's, that's, good. Good. that's good. Don't be so patronising. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was just genuinely interested, that's all. I was going to say, I think 1986 was a golden year for video games. But right. maybe more of that later. Oh, so, what, what, was, what happened in 1986 in the world of video games? I don't know, did us... In the world, oh yeah, okay. So there's Renegade, of course. Good, I love good, Renegade, yeah. and and there's Thrust, which I really like, and there's also Alter Ego. Interesting, David. David, he's been paying attention, hasn't he? He's been doing his uh, Wikipedia revision. So it was really, uh, it was originally released on the BBC. Is that right? That's BBC correct. Micro, Martin. Mm, yeah, BBC Micro. Martin verifying Wikipedia there. <laughs> good work. <laughs> uh, BBC Micro. Um, genre: multi-directional shooter. Interesting. If you like. Apparently. Yeah. Um, so, the other... On, on, the, mic, on the BBC Micro, uh, the messages were displayed as support hotel. Hotel. Hotel, sorry. Uh, physics is fun, and I love space. Um, and the caveat on Wikipedia is it says that the physics is realistic. What I'd like to know how, is, how is... What is this game? What am I doing in this game? Haji, as someone who, who has confessed she found it quite difficult, yeah. maybe you can explain what the game is. So difficult... 
I don't even know what I was doing. I just kept dying. I couldn't figure out what I was meant to do. Okay. Even though it said it at the bottom. Maybe, maybe not the best person to turn to <laughs> in this instance. Um, who enjoyed it? David, you really, really enjoyed the game. So. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I, so, I, so explain what you do in the game. Oh, uh, what do you do? Okay, so you're a spaceship, a bit like the spaceship in Asteroids. Okay. And, and you have to pick up some fuel, then you have to shoot a gun. But the chief to, difference between this and Asteroids is that there is gravity yeah, there's, yeah, there's, acting there's, on you. Yeah, there's gravity and you do more than just shoot. Like there's a landscape thing. below you. Yeah, yeah. So you shoot what looks to be like a big nuclear reactor and okay. then you um, take a circle and fly into space. Okay. And that's it. Next so you've level. got two goals. One of the goals is to, take the, to pick up the circle. You have to pick up the fuel first, I think. And one of the goals is to destroy the to, reactor. Don't have to. Don't have to. If you're speedy and efficient, you don't have to. Really? Mm, yeah. Okay. I thought because I, I imagine that if you if you didn't pick it up, you'd try and fly into space, and then the ship would just kind of sputter and give out. And so you were weaving a narrative around the uh, sparse setting yeah, for yeah, yourself. I, I like the way that you that you didn't even want to test this. Like it's really easy just to just to accelerate out of orbit, and yeah. you thought, well, no, that probably won't happen. What I'll do is I'll spend ages picking up the fuel, which you don't need to do. It's fun, though, you know, it draws you into the game. Mm. I think, you know, land, pick up the fuel. Ed, how did you get on with Thrust? Um, I got on it probably better than I would have done because I discovered the cheat function on the web version fairly early <laughs> on, um, which gave you infinite lives. Um, but even then, the problem was you, you did come back from the dead, but if you were as, as good as me, you died quite often anyway, so it became quite frustrating. Um, I think I... The physics was a little bit too realistic for me. I think I'm not really ready for that level of uh, detail. Because there's a, there's a key to the physics in this, isn't there? And it's because it's not just about the interaction of gravity on your ship, but what happens to your ship when you pick up the uh, the weight, the object. Does anyone want to describe that? Well, um, <clears throat> your dynamics change completely. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you pick up the Clystron pod, you uh, inevitably swing around wildly and then crash into the wall and die horribly. Because it acts like a pendulum below like your ship. Yeah, like except chain. you're kind of sliding around at the same time. It mm. is, it's kind of like a ball and chain. So yeah. it's like you're on, you're on the universe's D-wing. Okay, very, very clever. You're suddenly twice as heavy and, and this pod is going to swing into the wall. If it touches the wall or you touch the wall, you die. Mm. It's fair. It sort of reminded me, when I was doing uh, one of those levels, of those sort of playground games. Uh, um, I don't mean playground, I mean fairground games, where you're moving the uh, wire hoop around the track and you've got to avoid the sides of the mm. thing. Sort of frustrating in that instant death measure, but kind of compelling in that very, very scary way. Does it's that one of sense? the few games where you, if you don't do anything for seven seconds, you die. Mm. I mean, it's a punishing game, as many games were from that era. And what we found, what we found over the last few years, uh, few weeks, is that um, most people, you know, who have never experienced those '80s games before, just find that incredibly off-putting. Anne, how did you get on with Thrust? Look. I think uh, I should probably point out right now, I had exactly the same experience as Haji. I pretty much played it for 30 minutes, died numerous times. I shot something, and then I crashed. And then I tried to fly out, it said mission incomplete, and then I crashed. And then I gave up. That's exactly my experience. So neither of you got off level one? No. No. I didn't even know there was a level two. Did you find anything about the experience interesting at all? No. Um, no. Nothing. So it seems to be true that girls don't like dying. <laughs> Interesting, right? <laughs> I yes, don't think bear you... that in mind, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on a t-shirt <laughs> at Game City one year. 
And I thought, that's an outrageous thing. <laughs> but here we are backing it up. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> backing it up. Whereas, David, David, you found, if you had to um, compel Harjeet and Anne to play this game some more, how would you encourage them? Uh, I tell them it looks nice. It looks really nice. It kind of did look nice. I give it that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but perfect. Not it looks it's to keep my interest. Yeah. I think I think that the version that um, we circulated that the listeners could play was um, browser based, and that wasn't mm. quite as fluid as the original versions. Fluid in good. what sense? No, it was pretty good, but yeah. but it, but it didn't. I mean, it wasn't hundred percent accurate. I didn't think in terms of. No, what, I, sorry, or I, I wrote to the guy to explore, well, explain a few uh, infelicities. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it just it just didn't feel as smooth. I mean, I was playing I was playing it on a on a on a netbook. Anyway. I mean, I was still very good. I got off level one and uh, <laughs> level two and level three. Really? Oh, yeah. So that's very good. That is good. Interesting. Yeah. Now, so who's patronising who? How far did you get, Martin? Last year, or or in the eighties. <laughs> so, what what were the flaws in the in this uh, version? Just out of interest. Well, I, I just found it like because you were playing it in the browser. Um, first of all, uh, I was playing on my netbook and uh, I had an issue with sticky keys that popped up. Oh, okay. Um, and then stuff and on, on the original version, I don't know. It just it just I seem to remember it being a little smoother. It certainly felt harder. Okay. This, this time round, it was. It, it did feel very hard. I, I, I didn't really. I mean, obviously, it was slightly uh, prettier. Like marginally, the graphics were smoothed out and stuff. But I did agree with. I think it does have a really, really sort of nice aesthetic to it, um, and not just that sort of thing. A lot of the time, when people say they're looking back on the, those eighties video games, they say, "Oh, wasn't it beautiful?" And they're talking about pixels, basically. But this is more about vectors, right? Yeah. Mm. I imagine it would look fantastic on a big 20-inch wooden TV. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. So it's kind of the best vector in a raster display mm. game in terms of the aesthetic. Martin, do you think it's fair to say that this game is absolutely made by physics? Well, I mean, it all fits together, really, doesn't it? The look of it, mm-hmm. the sound of it, mm-hmm. the way it moves. The, the whole design is very minimalist and um, it's very beautiful. I mean, it, it's, it's, physics is the pillar. Yeah, but as a distinctive quality, as something that made it stand out at the time, certainly for me, the interaction between ship and... What's the name of the thing? Clystrom pod. OK. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ship and that was the thing that, you know, blew me away at the time. I couldn't believe that these forces... And it felt, even though this is a situation... I mean, I don't know about you, but I've na- never navigated a starship with a Clystrom pod below it. Uh, and yet this felt completely natural. Yeah. You don't feel betrayed by the controls at any point. It's very fair, and mm. every every death feels justified. Which is a huge, huge, massively important thing about punishing video games, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know whether this is true, Ed. Maybe you can uh, back me up or destroy me, but I, I think a game can be incredibly punishing as long as every death is your fault. I, I think the problem is... is that I, after a certain point, I don't want every death to be my fault. I, think I have enough of that problem in real life. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I just I don't find being punished in itself very compelling. Mm. One thing I did like about it was that they used as well as the very. I don't know if this is true in the original. If this was something they added to this web version, was as well as varying the design of the levels. He actually messes around with the laws of physics. So there's one way you're actually attracted. You're attracted away into the sky and repelled from the planet. Which That's right. Nice, Gravi- gravity reverses. Nice in a similar way, we talked about Chucky Egg last week and <coughs> how the whole game changes when you've reached level nine. The bird comes out the cage. The geese disappear. Uh, here it's a similar way of getting the most out of the same level design. It changes one thing, which changes everything, right? 
Yeah. So level seven is level one. Mm. Only, what's the first tweak? It's gravity. It's reverse oh, that's gravity. the first one. And the second that's, tweak that's is invisibility. Bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, invisible yeah, yeah. walls. Yeah. Mm. But if you press shields, they light up. Yeah. Definitely. When I was a kid and played this, I um, turned my TV upside down, <laughs> uh, which somehow made it much more playable. Like even though the the cave structures are reversed, then it, it sort of uh, seemed to work. Sam, did you did you enjoy going back revisiting this experience did, despite yeah, it, the differences? It's, um, I mean, back then it would take you about ten minutes to load this sort of thing up. So I think it required a different like it, it requires absolute patience to play and usually your downfall is down to your impatience i think or or you're getting a bit nervous about something and sort of over overcompensating and stuff like mm. that so it's a very very different way of playing um which was quite normal back then where um you know games were rock hard to provide that sort of artificial challenge and stuff so yeah, I mean, I found it very difficult still, but it was, it was, uh, yeah. That thing back. you're saying about the overconfidence is, I, again, I think it's a key tenet of good game design. It reminds me of, of Super Meat Boy, which is a similar thing. Like, you will get tripped up by simple things because you're trying to rush them. Yeah. And the same is here. You'll try and show off, you'll think this is so good, and that ramps up the difficulty for you. Uh, David, before we move on to Peggle... One final word in thrust defence, I think. One final, you know, push to try and get people to go to our website uh, and play okay, the, okay. the, play the, the game. The bit where you have the pod and you're free of the planet and you thrust into space yeah. feels amazing. <laughs> I, I agree, completely. And then when you get the two, you get like two, two, two kind of symbols at the end. And it, it's just... I, I, I like that. <laughs> Great. We will be back after this piece of music and we'll be talking about uh, Peggle. Left Snow continues on Resonance 104.4 FM. And you uh, you just recalled something. Yeah. I was thinking back in the day uh, when Busted Year 3000 video came out. Um, of course, I'm in that video, so it holds a very dear place in my heart. Um, they released a Flash game uh, as, as like a little promotion, um, which was a spaceship. Obviously, Year 3000 had a spaceship theme. Um, and, and I now know that it was uh, based on Thrust, and um, I was super good at it. 
Maybe that's what Thrust is missing. A boy band. <laughs> and Thrust, uh, Thrust, as Simon just pointed out, does live on today in games like Gravity Crush and even Pixel Junk Shooter, another hugely physics-based uh, game on PSN. So, uh, oh, this is Mega Blast by Corn Beast, and we're about to talk about Peggle. Who here has played Peggle this week? I have, yeah. Just one of you. Oh, yeah. If Peggle Knights counts. All of you. All of you. And what's our general feeling about Peggle? Is it it positive? Can we make a noise? Mm. Uh, Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) It's an an absolute whoop. Yeah. Yeah, How can anybody dislike Peggle? Who's who's explaining... Wait, before we go too far, who's explaining what Peggle is to our listeners? Anyone? You've got Wikipedia, Simon, so... Yeah, I I don't need Wikipedia to explain Peggle. (laughs) Look into my eyes and tell me what Peggle is. Wikipedia says that um, apparently it's been inspired by Pachinko. Right. And it essentially is Pachinko, isn't it? It's a... a Pachinko with disappearing pegs. Could I say it's Pachinko crossed with Breakout, crossed with... mm, Pinball. Crossed with Joy. (laughs) 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 That's what it is. Yeah, it's just... This... Is I think there is something scientific about Peggle about mm-hmm. how like I think if they scanned people's brains while they were playing it, it would light up like pleasure areas, right. sexy pleasure areas. <laughs> right, no, I do. It's and it's amazing because it shouldn't be as good as it is. There is some weird fascination with just watching these these pegs disappear, and, and it's and it's the absolute opposite. So it's, it's it shares loads of similarities I think with Angry Birds in that. Mm-hmm. Both the sort of physics-based ga- games, but Angry Birds just frustrates you. Whereas Peggle, you can you, you can be as bad at Peggle as you are at Angry Birds, but it, it convinces you that what you've done entirely by accident is is your doing. When you find when you hit the last peg in Peggle and it plays Ode to Joy and it sort of zooms in and stuff like that, it's, and like it's entirely accidental. But you start, you, it's impossible to remain seated when you you know without whooping. And uh, high fiving yourself. Accidental. Or is that just me? I think that's a key point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ed. Say, the, the other key difference in it in Angry Birds is that the pe- if you lose, the pegs don't smirk at you in an annoying <laughs> way, which I think makes it a le- lot less frustrating. Um, Haji, did you feel everything you did on this was accidental? Pretty much, yes. And did you mind? No, I loved it. I love the fact that oh, I'm not skilled at games and like. Oh, because my brother's got it, and so he was sort of showing me what I meant to do. And he's like, okay, you could sort of try and angle it there. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that, but kind of missed. But then got a whole different load of pegs on the other side and then managed to catch it in the pot at the bottom and get my ball back. So you and didn't manage to catch it, did you? But the way that you're talking... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like I was doing good at this game, even though I wasn't. I was doing really bad. Right. I was genuinely so fluky, and it made me so happy <laughs> that I didn't have to have any skill to play it. But it makes you feel like luck is with you, yes. which is a great thing, right? Yeah, to feel definitely. lucky is almost as satisfying squealing. as to yeah, feel skill. I mean, I mean, Maybe not, more so. Obviously not everything in it is accidental. Like You, can sort of, you, you mm-hmm. aim your ball at the start and kind of in the vague direction and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but I think after two bounces... Yeah, but no, no. You were just not skillful, <laughs> yeah. Martin. You feel that it's what you did. What yeah, sort of percentage really do we think is luck and what's skill? I don't well, know. I would imagine... Emotionally <laughs> or rationally? <laughs> rationally. What, about, roughly. About... Ten percent skill. I reckon. I reckon it's yeah. Maybe maybe twenty percent maximum. Skill. I want it to be fifty percent. I want to believe. Yes. Yeah, but it's a hundred percent joy. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, it's but such that, a clever game. Hmm. David, you're quiet. Yeah. 
Obviously, uh, obviously, David doesn't know what Peg was like because he was playing some sort of cheap rip-off. But this is inter- but that's really interesting because I think that so much in Peggle is about the, so the finish. Exactly, so he's got counterfeit joy. Yeah. How was your counterfeit joy? Uh, Kegel 1.0. <laughs> Kegel. <laughs> okay, Kegel is basically Peggle. But without the pictures at the back okay. and at like half the speed, it just the board just mm-hmm. stutters around. <laughs> does it play Ode to Joy when yeah. you nearly uh, are dancing unicorns and, yeah. and no. rainbows? No, does and it fires? congratulate you all the time? And no, I, I I aimed the ball. I saw I saw it hit the pegs. I thought mm-hmm. I know what this or kegs. Yeah. yeah, I thought I know what this is. Um, and then I had to I had to leave the house. It just left you feeling a bit <laughs> empty. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. Yeah. So that's that's interesting because we we talk about you know the the luck involved and how it's. You know, it's set up to make you believe you're brilliant or at least lucky, and that feels great. But how much do you think is about that, you know, the unicorn stylings? The, Anne, did you enjoy the, the sort of, like, finish of the game? Yeah, of course, the because style. I like colours. And <laughs> I like it when things explode, and I right. like it when uh, I'm made to feel like I did something really good. Like, it basically just congratulates you. Well done. Mm-hmm. You, oh, my goodness, you hit so many pegs that time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the last peg yes it's gonna slow down and i i felt a little bit like a footballer this game sounds awesome <laughs> i love oh. games it's like um, yeah, try, try paying for it then. <laughs> but, but uh, like monster hunter try and i'm kind of uh, oh, it's fun. On, a, on a tangent that's the thing i love about monster hunter mm-hmm. try the only one i've played like at every stage of the game you just just got people boosting you just constantly rewarding just constantly you. praising you like you know you catch some bees and, and they're like amazing what about specifically though the the art style the uh, the sort of unicorn and the crab and all of that because I've heard people be put off by that really why are they because they have no jo- joy in their hearts they're dead it's very yes. dead on the Saccharine, inside I guess would be the criticism well the thing is when I first approached it I thought okay this is this is very sweet and sickly and I get what they're doing and then I realised all of that's constructed in a very knowing way right it is knowing and I think the humour bring, really brings that out so mm. that's one of the things I like best about the game is the the humour in the characters and in the writing and the way it pervades the universe as much as possible given that it's all bolted onto you know what could be a totally abstract puzzle game yeah but do you have you also noticed how you're being played as well oh yeah compl- the, so the actual like, gameplay is total manipulation no, but, but also even right down to the, to the menus when you go to quit like beyond the unicorn looks sad yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, and then you don't quit you probably hear crying yeah exactly very very quiet but, but again because that's constructed in a slightly like knowing way right in a, in a way that we know what we're doing and we're all having fun with that sort of atmosphere you don't begrudge it where if it was if it was like Martin said just overly saccharine if it was too much too sweet if it was just a, a sort of care bears finish with a, a non uh, non knowing way i keep saying knowing but that's fine because that's what i mean then i don't think it'd work if it yeah, was just a step above care bears if it was it's just little pony with a knowing postmodern wink postmodern wink that's exactly it i also think that if you had exactly the same style but the game was more frustrating, it would become really irritating because you'd be looking at that like smirking hamster going, I'm never gonna beat you. you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I thought was gonna happen. But then rapidly I was realised that I was actually enjoying it so much. So I was like, they're my friends helping me along. Be special things, that's good. Yeah, before we chose before you chose this game last week, I had people like tell me like last month or something, two separate people said to me, Oh you should play Peggle, you'll really like it and I had mm. no idea what it was. So just from my character they can tell I'd like this game because it's kind of cute and yeah I don't I won't get frustrated at it 
Do you like pegs in general? <laughs> yeah, I love pegs. I love, like, hanging up my laundry in the garden. But, like, I wonder if... Um, you know, so Thrust, I found it quite... I actually found it quite boring to look at. Um, maybe if it had some unicorns in it, I would have been... Like, <laughs> if you were picking up a unicorn to thrust into space, I would have been more inclined to I stick think around. even if that were true, you would have still had to use five buttons to do it in Thrust. Oh, How yeah. many buttons in Peggle? Well, it depends what version, but, yeah, kind of click. Yeah, but essentially, Point just click. click. Mm. I th- and there might have been some grim reality when the unicorn ended up in space as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Irradiated and um, scattered so, across it. So, <laughs> so do you know what its, it's Metacritic average is? I what, don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess critics... I don't know, hard to say. I guess they pretty much like it as, like, 90. Seven. Certainly not, no. Uh, no, uh, Metacritic, 85% on Windows. Mm. And 88 on Xbox, apparently. Yeah. Well, actually, it should be 100%. <laughs> no, this game is all joy. It is. I, I would love there to know nothing, what the, There's the nothing fault. wrong with it. I mean, there's nothing you can improve upon it, which is ironic, given that there are sequels. And can, can, I, uh, can I play Devil's Advocate? You can play Peggle's Advocate. Peggle's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Very droll. So, um, yeah, so th- I think the thing... That I do dislike about it. I mean, it's a marvelous game, and it's it's so it's like polish on polish on polish. But the thing I dislike about it, I kind of feel my life um, going down the drain <laughs> as I play. Sort of bouncing it. off pegs. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does have that sort of feeling. Yes. Do you not generally feel that about video games? No, not really. So, like when I'm flying a spaceship, mm-hmm. I feel that like I'm improving my spaceship flying skills. <laughs> so interesting. I don't feel that on Tetris. You know, I, right. could, I could play Tetris my whole life. No yeah, problem. and you don't feel that that's a waste. No, but I mean, Peggle, it's a bit Vegas and it's a bit like you're a pigeon in a Skinner box, um, you know, and they've they've engineered this to be as addictive as science can make possible. Right, I see. Okay. Um, of course, they? Yeah, it's <laughs> about to ask this. Well, you know, Popcat. Um, Are they coming for pigeon us? in the Skinner box? Exactly. <laughs> We're talking about uh, physics games this week, and this is loosely a physics game, but at the other end of the spectrum to, uh, to Thrust, how does Peggle use physics? Why is physics important to Peggle? Balls. Command of the sphere. Very simple shape. Mm. One of the basics. <laughs> Anyone else? It's a good answer. It's a good. It is. A, no, it's a perfect answer or assault. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the you have to believe that this fictional ball is hitting these fictional pegs in a realistic manner. Otherwise, right. the whole game. Otherwise, would be, what's the point? Exactly. I'm wasting my life. Wasting my life. Yeah. It's it's it's. For anyone to understand, like anyone, like even if you are not a gamer, to understand how this object is going to behave when it strikes the other object is super, super important, right? Which is why this game goes across all boundaries. I think that and the simplicity of the controls, are, uh, you know, are really, really important. But it is the same thing that I was talking about when I pick up the what's this thing called on thrust? It's actually entitled the Klystron Pod. The Klystron Pod. <laughs> when I pick up the Klystron Pod in thrust, it feels completely natural. To me, of course, you know, Anne and Harji never arrived at that point because you have to use several different buttons and understand what you're doing to, to get there. Sorry, I've just discovered something from Wikipedia. Apparently, it took two years to make Peggle. I, that's, think, I think that's pretty good going but th- to they, do that in two years. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like quite a simple game to me. They, they must have been distracted by how brilliant it was. That's what must. Oh, let's just test this. It just layers, like as you play through it, layers gameplay, feature on feature on feature on feature on feature. It's just got like. 
20 or something. 20 mm. features. Well, yeah, that's a, I mean, it's bouncing, yeah, but then you've got, like, bricks and curved bricks and moving Two years, you would say this, because you're a game developer, you're protecting yourself, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me ages. Right. It's, uh, we so will be polished, Simon. <laughs> we'll be back after, after this song, which is Copy, it could have been, uh, to talk about GURP and QWOP. You can find details of how to play those on our website at... www.onelifelove.com And do email in to... Team at onelifelove.com Or tweet at us if you have any comments. One Life Left No continues, and two games for the price of one now. We're going to be talking about Quop and Gurp. Quop and Gurp. Simon. Hi. Uh, Gurp doesn't have a Wikipedia page. We, we, should we rectify that now? Should we, should yes. we write it with our, with our voices? Well, we can. I, I mean, Gurp is the lead game we're going to be talking about today. Quop is almost an aside. Uh, both important physics games by the same man who is... Well, we don't know there's no Wikipedia page, is there? <laughs> Linked on the website. know anything. Doctor Professor, of Professor Bennett I Foddy, I think, also responsible for Little Master Cricket, which, uh, to my uh, mind, is the greatest cricket game ever made, uh, but massively uh, involving because of the use of physics. Who shall we start with, uh, Ed? What is GURP? What is GURP? What, you, what are you doing in GURP? You're just being a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would you're like you're a man? Holding on to some things with letters in, and you press the letters, and then you hold another thing, and you press shift, and your muscles stretch, and you can hold another thing. You really bought into the why conceit you... of this game, didn't you? <laughs> why would I don't understand? Haji, what are you doing why... in the GURP? You're climbing a rock, and there's water underneath you, and you've got to get to the top before the water rises, and you drown. That's better. That's that's very good. One slightly more <laughs> existential critique. Uh, one. So you didn't get on with it, Ed. I, I, it's the sort of game that just annoys me because I just. But this is. I just. This is difficult. 
uh, but not as rewarding as like I could go and climb a thing and that would be <laughs> rewarding. But this is almost as difficult as climbing a thing, but without the reward of being feeling absolutely feeling a bit terrified. On the plus how, side, how did you find it, Martin? Yeah, on the plus side though, it's also without the pain of falling a large distance and breaking your body. <laughs> Did you think it was uh, an accurate simulation of rock climbing? Well, I haven't done that much rock climbing, to be honest. In your head? But yeah, definitely. It's completely <laughs> realistic. How did it make you feel? It made me feel like I didn't have enough fingers. Right. Quite enough. It's a bit like Twister. Yeah, it is. It's Twister for the keyboard, yeah. Twister for the fingers. Mm. Well, also without the, the key reason that anyone actually plays Twister, which I think is the other people, isn't it, usually? But... <laughs> I'm sensing some um, antagonism against Gurp here. Would anyone like to defend it? I would. I, I mean, I found it incredibly tough, uh, mm. but I thought it was a fantastic mechanic. I, it's, it, like, it just does things to your brain where you know which finger you need to move in order to do next, but you can't quite do it. It really, <laughs> it really does play you against yourself. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, for that reason, I mean, I wasn't very good at it at all, but um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and it's got it's just got one central piece of game design which makes it brilliant. That just and what I wondered was, it like, is it solvable? Because because I could because the letters don't change, do they? So th- there must be a route up. I, but basically, to explain, and this is where physics comes into it. Your man can shift his weight, and what you need to do is release one arm, which has got a letter on it, which you're holding down with your actual real life finger, and time that so that his flaying arm grabs onto one slightly higher up, and then you repeat that. And the idea is to climb this wall. Hmm. But so the man always starts in the same position, and yep. the letters are always in the same position, as, or as high as I could get anyway. So I wondered whether. There was a route. I think the letters on the grips change. The grips are generally in the same position, are in the same position, I, I think, or at least there are certainly patterns of grips that are in the same position, and the game is absolutely solvable. Did anyone here complete it? No. no I no, no, no. take a while. No. I thought it was a joke. Because, <laughs> you know, at the beginning it says, oh, so you climb this and then you get to the top and there's a big bird's nest up there. And then I was playing it, I was like, no, you can't complete this. That is a joke. They're just, oh, there's a big bird's nest up there and when you get up there, th- then you'll see the bird's nest. No, nobody will ever see that. That is a joke. It did come round Twitter about April Fool's Day, didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, did, so you're, you're saying this as if you finished it, Steve? I've, com- I've completed it several Shut times. So, Steve, how many hours so, did that take to drum up? Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll do explain. Do it now. The first time... Do it on the radio. I could probably do it. Why? If you, if you, um, if you open it up. Um, so, the, um, so the first time through, it took me about half an hour. Now, you understand... Uh, that one of the things that hasn't been talked about is about halfway or about I think 15 metres up the How cliff face <laughs> which is 75 metres well you've seen the bird who, who has seen the bird yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, seen a bird, bird. It you've seen attack me yeah and it sits thankfully it's the only bird it sits in the grips and stops you um, stops you, you. Uh, stops you from taking those grips but you can knock it out of the way it's just a, another hindrance right so as you move further up the cliff face the grips become further and further apart and um, it becomes harder to reach them but it's always possible and there are a couple of techniques you've got to use like at one point you've got to drop down to a a grip and another point you're right at the limit of where you can do it but when you make it to the top when you make it to the very top Simon stop playing the game (laughs) when you make it to the top of the cliff face there is a box there I, my colleague had a look what happens at the end I thought it was a joke there is a box there 
and the box has it. Simon, are you paying attention? No, I'm not. I'm Did just trying to work out whether. Spoiler warning. No, I'm just trying to work out whether. Everything the, on here is spoiler free because you are a change letters and they don't appear to. Okay. Oh, I thought you were just playing badly. <laughs> Simon, this isn't great radio. Don't <laughs> make me close the lid. I was playing the game. Yes, but I need your participation because what? you're you a vital to part of the team. To you. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk without me listening. You, you, you do it for most like of the to week. Know, would, you, <laughs> would you like to know what happens at the end? Yes. Okay. So you make it. You finally make it to the top of the uh, uh, top of the cliff face, and you swing into position and you grab the box. And inside the box, it gives you a final screen, it says, and you, you see your sort of, um, your, your hero, you get a painting of your hero, it looks like a bit of the, a sort of uh, 80s romance novel cover starring Fabio. Uh, and, you know, he's ripped and he's opening up the box and he looks a bit appalled and it says, inside the box, alfalfa sprouts. Or, inside the box, and then there are a selection of other things you can get, it randomly chooses one. However, that's not the only ending, because when you're up there, what can actually happen is... If you just are unlucky, the bird can land there instead, and then it cuts to a screen just showing the bird flying away with your present. So after all of that effort, you just get up there and you've lost. It gives you a time time for that. So the first time through, I, I made it through in about thirty minutes. Now I can do it in about eleven. Yeah, um, but how many how many hours did it take you to reach the level of skill where you could complete? I, I don't know, mate. Not that long, like a few hours. But what what's interesting is. Whereas Simon talks about this way the, the game tricks you, yeah? And and it feels... I, I'm not a rock climber, but it feels... I think um, someone said that you feel like you don't have enough hands, right? You, you, you're having that sort of twister element and you wish you had one more hand to sort of grab that grip up there. So that's one thing that I thought was very, very clever. The twister element of moving your hands around a, a keyboard doubling up as the cliff face, I thought that was clever too. But even... More so, I found that when you work out how the game works and you're playing with the game, when you're swinging with the game, that feels, again, like another sense of, of climbing. You actually have to work your momentum to get up there, a bit like you do with the, um, what's that thing called? In what? Thrust? Is it the Kleistrompod? Yeah, yeah the Kleistrompod. A bit like you have to work with the Kleistrompod uh, in Thrust. But see, see, I, I, and but that's, I, I when, I, when it got that extreme, right near the top... I just found myself getting out of my chair and swinging with the motion, <laughs> genuinely, I was not deliberately. While I was playing. Yeah, as well. it makes you do that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. So what I was going to say is that I think that there's a real difference in the failure between thrust and this. In that, um, every time I fell off the wall on this, I would laugh because I, I, I sort <laughs> it of knew. It is funny. It, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I sort of like it didn't. Generally feel... speaking, I'm controlling my right hand at that moment. I'm controlling my right arm with my with my left. A left finger and my, my left arm, yeah. the A right finger, and then I let go of the wrong side. And mm. um, I mean, that is it's funny. like patting it's slapstick. Your, yeah, it's patting your head and rubbing, <laughs> rubbing your tummy, isn't it? I, I, I guess. So yeah, I, I, I thought it's brilliant mechanics. Yeah, so yeah. so clever on so many levels. I think the laughter thing is super super important. So here, who here played Quop? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone everyone had some short amount of time with Quop. Again, a supremely physics base game. Ed, since you did a brilliant description of the last one, do you want to have another crack at this one? Um, there's a man and his legs are buttons and then he falls over and that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you control a man's uh, the, the muscles in a guy's legs with Q, W, O and P and you have to get him to run 100 metres. How, how did it go for you, Anne? Exactly like Simon just did it. I fell down immediately <laughs> and then I went backwards. Um, like, I can't... I, how can I run like this with my fingers? It didn't work. Couldn't figure it out. I thought it was hilarious. 
Exactly. How far did you get? What was um, your best attempt? I think I got to 0.5 metres. Can anyone beat 0.5? I went 5 metres forward and backwards. <laughs> I, I thought it was disappointing <laughs> that you couldn't just crawl along even if you fell over it. It immediately ended. I wanted to try and make him live. David, how far did you get? I don't know, did it come out a few years ago? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I, I, I played it then, and I, I had a technique where you could kind of drag yourself along with one leg. <laughs> so it's like you'd just been shot and were escaping. But I did quite well, but I can't remember. How I, I, I've only ever managed, twi- I ma- managed 12 metres once. I, I did once manage 16 metres, but then went back about 8 metres in the other direction. <laughs> so, what, so what order do you need to push the, 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 the keys I, in? I never successfully That's not the key question, Sonny. You see, when I was button bashing, I was getting further. When I tried to figure out the rhythm, I just couldn't. It just didn't work, so I just kept bashing the buttons, and that's how I got to five meters. Are we? We're all agreed that it's funny, though, right? Yeah. Mm. Is it? It reminds me of something. I mean, something like Sumatori Dreams, which is another game mm-hmm. that's hilarious. When yeah, I mean, you hardly even play Sumatori Dreams, but it's another game that's funny when you watch the the like roboty men fall over. F- physicsy, you know, it, although that's three D, um, it's got the same kind of yeah. It's a bit like watching a drunk person trip over. Right. We talked earlier in the season about Monkey Island and about how we think it's, you know, brilliantly scripted, but the uh, the jokes fall a bit flat because of the delivery of them in the in the new voiced version. Uh, I've never shown this to anyone and had it fall flat. Like, everyone sees it and everybody laughs because it's, I guess it's universal humour. It's quite... I guess this took significantly less like time a, a to make them... There's a about the runner as well, right? How, um... He's like from a country, and like he, they, they can't afford to like for him to go to the Olympics or something. You could probably just like read it straight if you like load it up again. Um, Did no one see like the? the I didn't. Story? I didn't see the back. The, the read backstory. the backstory. You are Quap, our small nation's sole representative at the Olympic Games. Ideally, you will run hundred meters. <laughs> Ideally, but our training program was underfunded. Remember, it's not about whether you win or lose. But um, apparently, and I don't know if this is a rumour because I've only ever made it 12 metres uh, thing, but apparently there's a hurdle halfway through. <laughs> and that Two must be the. I, I wish I'd seen it just because that would be the funniest moment. Just uh, <laughs> just 50 metres down the path coming up against a hurdle and thinking, I've come this far and now you throw this at me. Is, there, you, a, sorry. is there a game fact for this that has like exactly <laughs> the right be. order oh, of buttons awful. and how long you have to hold them for? I'm sure it is, but obviously it's another um, another supremely physics-based game. How does uh, physics work with this game? What quad? Yes. Well, you're it's kind of like you're controlling muscles in a ragdoll simulation. Right. Okay. But what what does it do for to the benefit of the game? Why is, is physics you important? You could have the game without it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a hyper-realistic track and field, isn't it? Yeah, it sort of is. It's like you're you're. It's a bit like being 18 months old and trying to learn to walk. Right. And that, yeah. <laughs> but if, the, if, the, if you could make a game which had similar effects, right, where you were, it was still this punishing and you didn't really understand what the controls were doing, but um, it wouldn't be as satisfying, like, if you'd made up those effects, if you just contrived a reason for you falling when you pressed Q or W or whatever, um, if it didn't feel real, then I don't think this game would be either as compelling or as funny. I, I think it's funny when you start. I don't, I don't think it's a very good game. I think it's a, it's a very good tech demo. Right. I, 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 like, I, di- I didn't find it as satisfying as... It's a notion towards a game. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What's up, David? No, no, I was just going to, say, I was just going to ask a question. 
Please do. The question Put your was. Hand up, then. The question was. Like, does anyone, did anyone find that, that the physics in these three games were just like an injection of chaos? And that's the appeal of the physics game. Possibly. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I think Pegel is, yeah, but... I, I pers- oh, no, I, I disagree. Find, I personally find thrust deterministic. Yeah, the, the <laughs> physics in, in Pegel is completely predictable. It's just our heads can't trace it that far in the future, but the physics but never lets yeah, you down. Yeah, that's, the, that's what chaos is. But the results are chaotic. The results are often chaotic. Sorry. I've been a fool. <laughs> Don't move your hand like that. You've just caused a cyclone somewhere. <laughs> but even in Peggle, even... I mean, it might be an illusion, as we talked about, but it does feel like, you know, after you've been playing it a while, you get sort of used to like how the timing of it works, mm. at least, and you can make some kind of educated guesses at least to what's going to happen that doesn't feel like it's entirely chaotic I don't feel like any of those games are chaotic no but like the parameters of the games are so so simple like say mm-hmm. in Thrust there's only really like four objectives and it's just repeated through, through each level but it's, it's, it's compelling because the way that the ship's controlled is it kind of feels chaotic it's not quite under your control so not literally mm. chaos but I guess because little movements in all of the games result in bigger yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, bigger things happening people love chaos that's true. Okay, um, we will play one final piece of music and then we will come back after this to talk about how physics affects games generally, uh, how our three games relate to each other, if indeed they do, and choose next week's games. continues One Life Left's Game Book Club on Resonance 104.4 FM. Today we have talked about Thrust. Any any noises? Yes, we have. Yay. We've talked about Peggle. We've talked about Gurp and Quop. <laughs> um, so we, so we've, uh, we've got some, some feedback over Twitter from people that listen live. Oh, really? Some news just in. Charlie underscore Miller says, um, at Christmas... He set up a Steam account for his mum with a few games. She's now played Peggle for over 135 hours and nothing else. Goodness me. Some of the Daily Mail there. Um, and Joel Atkinson says uh, he's sold Quop for us. 
Really? Yeah. Solution. Uh, trick to crop is uh, W plus O, then Q plus P. Once you know that, it's all about flow. Okay. Yeah. He then links to success and final plot. There's a plot twist. <gasps> Shall we, do we spoil it or not? It's not cool running. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know the twist. Okay. Uh, so he's enclosed um, a screenshot. Thanks, thanks very much for this. It says, National Hero, who ran to the edge of the track and jumped. In the end, you went 100.9 metres. <laughs> well done. Yeah. That sounds that's awesome. Uh, Simon, I suggest you, you try. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that You'll right now. you try that cheat yeah. right now. Um... So before we get on to next week's show, uh, let's let's talk about physics games. Are there any other games um, that we should be playing that that, uh, that listeners might want to play for extra credit? Thrust and uh, no, sorry, not Thrust. Uh, Virus obviously was um, an, an update. It's sort of the 3D Thrust. Virus was David Braben wrote it. Didn't yes, mm, Zarch yeah. on the Archimedes. Zarch, yeah. So uh, Exile, of course, should be mentioned because it was yes. also written by Jeremy C. Smith. Yes. What, what happened to Jeremy C. Smith then? I don't really know, but I read that he died in an accident after um, a little time after Exile was finished. Right. And he wrote that with uh, Peter Irvin as well. Correct. That's right. Exile. So Exile is a magnificent game. Peter Irvin of Starship Command fame. Is that true? Didn't know that. There you go. These old BBC micro uh, aficionados coming out of the woodwork. (laughs) So, other physics games. You mentioned Simulatory Dreams. Hmm. It is sort of a physics game. Yeah, hmm, it is. Okay. It's sort of like Peggling. Occasionally you do something and then it has repercussions and you watch. And um, uh, what about um, modern day physics games? Things on the... PS3, 360, or even the last console generation. Can anyone think of any games? Because it seems to me that physics is now a really, really important part of games, but it's almost de rigueur, it's just in everything. There's a different sort of physics game to the one we played today. Like, uh, is it the, inc- the Incredible Machine, I think, was an example of it, where you mm. sort of have to build, mm. put together various objects, and then before like something happens, I Rube think Goldberg a, yeah, style. Rube Goldberg machine, where like a ball is going to drop, and you have to place all these things to make sure it bounces in the right place and tips down the You right see, end. I've seen people construct those kind of things in Gary's mod, which is the Half-Life 2... Mm, uh, I was going to mention yeah. Armadillo Run as well, which is kind of the 2D, 3D-ish version of Incredible Machine, mm. I guess. That was that was four, maybe four years ago. Right. Um, so, yeah, did you... Uh, did you Sorry, Simon, did you uh, complete Quop? No, uh, I did um, even worse, actually, 1.5 metres. So that was a terrible... Was he trolling you? I mean, physics is even important in, in sports games now, right? Like, like people complain that Pro Evo doesn't play as well because the ball physics is wrong. And when you look at games, football games back in the uh, 90s... Yeah, no physics No today. physics at well, all. Did, people complain about that in the actual football, that the ball physics was wrong. So true. It's what, it's, um, so what can we say we've learned about physics today? Does anyone have any, uh, any theories? Yes. Physics theories. Basically, and this is what I learned in school, physics is in everything, and it's just rules. And in games, you have to... Basically, you just have to get on board with the rules. And so, like, if you're doing something that's set on Earth, you do you go with Earth physics, but if you do something that's set on a different planet, you just set up a different set of rules with different physics, and then as long as you buy into them, it works. That's how you make a game. That's how you make a they game. They have to be consistent, right? I will give you that. So, so is that how you make a game, Martin? Yeah, just like that. Good. Pro- probably on a Monday, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Schedule for QA Thursday, Friday. But you, have to, but you have to have the rules in every game, though, don't you? Otherwise, it, they fail. 
Yeah, should this turn into debate on what a game is? To welcome to, we've got five minutes. <laughs> no rules, it's probably a toy. Most people call it a toy. Hmm. Hmm. Physics is just rules. Yeah. Ed? What goes up must come down, unless you get to level eight, in which the other thing is true. David? Yeah, I had a kind of half-formulated question. Um, but I'm not quite sure that I understand the terms that I'm using. Okay. But part of me was thinking that maybe, you know, you, you get some games, games which don't have specifically physics-based control, uh, you know, uh, control controls, and, and maybe they speak to the left-hand side of the brain, and maybe physics games speak to the right-hand side of the brain somehow. But then I don't really think I understand how the left-hand side of the brain works. But what I'm thinking is, like, kind of digital, you know, you, you have, like... like a lot of games are quite digital, you know, it's up or down or left or mm. right. And, mm. and Physics we, we, games are more analog. Physics all kind of, yeah, yeah, analog, yeah, it's kind of gradiated, you know. So there's maybe like a more creative, right. the way you play it is more creative, in, in, in a sense, maybe. That's kind uh, of the difference between track and field and co-op, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There isn't much room in any of these games for interpretation, like we've, we've talked about in previous, you know, previous weeks. It's kind of... Um, more about uh, your style of play. Here, there, there seems to be less of that creativity. You mean interpretation like like in dance? Like in solutions to the, these puzzles. Oh, how constrained is the outcome? I'm not sure this is true. Maybe but you it, can run in different ways in quop if you can figure out a way of running at all. All of them poorly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's because there's so much... And I said chaos, so I think maybe I'm kind of over-egging it a bit there. But because, because there is so much that, the parameters of the game have to be so much more simple mm. for the game to not just become overwhelming. I'm not sure. I mean, in Thrust, you can fly it with the Klystron pod above you if you like to, or, yep. or in GURP, you can do somersaults. Yeah, in Thrust, stuff. there are definitely multiple solutions, and in GURP, yeah, there, are, there is freedom, and all of that comes from a very, very small rule set, like, um, like Anne was saying. Haji. Hi. Peggle. Yes. It w- was... What did you learn from Peggle today? Um, that it's okay just to like fling a ball around wherever it will all work out (laughs) that's good advice and advice you're going to take into real life yeah excellent okay so we should think about next week's games um and i've i've uh because we haven't had any suggestions from the uh from the listeners someone did write in and say that we should be doing um ico as a game and i think that's great but it's very very hard for us to do because not all of us have playstations and things so we need games that are accessible to everyone or someone can send us all playstations that's the other option to buy us out we are easily bought so we thought that we would do um next week we're going to do building games and the three games that we chose to do uh i don't know if anyone has any opinions on these make noise if you have uh, and I mean people in the studio. I mean, you can make noise at home Please as well. make noise at home. Please do. I just won't hear them. Unless you tweet them to us. Uh, our Tetris. Yay. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we thought we'd do Tetris, and we thought we would do Minecraft. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We're still not sure. And what was the other one we thought we'd do? Uh, we talked about... Bridge Builder. Bridge Builder, that's right, Bridge Builder. Does anyone play br- Bridge Builder? I yep. played something in which I built a bridge, but I don't know if it was Bridge Builder. Okay, that sounds, uh, that sounds like it's good enough. So we will be talking about those next week at the same time, uh, some of the same people, some different. Uh, if you want to join in, the details of how to play those games will be on the One Life Left website, possibly where you downloaded this podcast from. Yes, and you can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. But until next week, 
Um, we will. Uh, well, we hope you you're all fine, and we'll, we'll <laughs> you know. Hope you're well, listeners. Hope you're well. <laughs> We're watch fine out. too. Watch out for the physics out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See you next week.